The following information is intended for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice. The views expressed do not reflect those of this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result. Diseases like heart failure, diabetes, and cancer don't just appear out of nowhere. Yet when you realize something is wrong, you go to a doctor who often knows nothing more about how the disease got there than you do. It's all backwards. Doctors need to know how daily factors, especially diet, affect disease before they even become doctors. One man is turning things around at medical schools across the country, one nutrition lecture at a time. Our guest today is the founder of Moving Medicine Forward, Dr. Michael Clapper, and he's about to give you a health awakening. Welcome to The Health Awakening. I'm your host, Scott Laird. You trust your doctor with your life, and your life and health are largely a product of what you eat. So why doesn't your doctor know about the healing power of diet? Because doctors don't learn about diet in school. At least not yet. Dr. Michael Clapper is one of the most well-known experts on the power of a plant-based diet for healing the human body. He has actually quit his medical practice and is now traveling to medical schools across the country to teach nutrition to doctors before they become doctors. Dr. Michael Clapper, welcome to The Health Awakening. Thank you so much, Scott. Good to be with you and your viewers. So uh, this is a new initiative of yours, very excited about it. So uh, the first thing I want to know is when you go to medical schools, what is the most appalling omission that you find in medical schools today? That doctors practice medicine like what their patients are eating has no effect on these diseases that they're bringing to us when that is why they're sitting in front of us, obese and diabetic and hypertensive and clogged up and inflamed from what they're running through their bloodstream every few hours. And yet, you know, like like Harry Potter's in, you know, Voldemort, uh, Voldemort villain, you know, the name that must not be spoken. Oh, don't, don't ask about what the patient's eating. Yes, ask about what the patient's eating. That's why they're sitting in front of you, doctors. So that's by far the most appalling omission that we're trying to clear up. So now you, you go to medical schools, you've decided to start this thing called Moving Medicine Forward. Uh, what exactly spurred this? Why did you decide to do this? As much as I enjoy watching patients get healthier in my practice, seeing patients one at a time uh, doing retail medicine just is not on a scale big enough to get this massive job done of getting doctors to be aware of the power of nutrition. So as I get up to the microphone in front of these auditoriums full of first, second, third year medical students, I tell them, I'm going to give you the lecture I wish somebody had given me 50 years ago when I was a first year medical student. It would have changed my entire career, would have changed every diagnosis I made, changed every treatment plan I made. I wish somebody told me that before you order another $1,000 scan or another $500 set of blood tests, ask the patient what they ate yesterday because that's the root of the problems that they brought to you. That's why they got clogged arteries and high blood pressure and diabetes and all these other diseases. So it's my desire to get to the root of the problem and awaken an entire generation of physicians. Uh, seeing patients one at a time is too slow. My noble profession is a real bottleneck for society 
adopting the plant-based diet that we really need to, to not only save our own health, but save the planet. Now, there's a number of bottlenecks, everything from government policy to the meat industry to the pharmaceutical industry, but the medical industry is really holding back this tide, this wave that needs to break across uh, our societal awareness that uh, plant-based diets are the diet of the 21st century. So I'm trying to uh, get that evolution happening as quickly as possible in the heads of as many medical students as I can. So that's the idea behind moving medicine forward. Now, you hit the nail on the head, I think, when you said that you are addressing uh, first-year medical students. So these are folks that are fresh into school. They haven't uh, got a whole bunch of bad habits yet. So what exactly do you teach when you stand up and, and teach them? What, what's the most important message you're giving them? Such an important question. There's a several concepts I want them to have by the end of my lecture. One is disease reversal. Uh, the fact that the major diseases they're going to spend the majority of their professional lives treating, obesity, clogged arteries, high blood pressure, diabetes, and inflammation of the skin, of the lungs, of the, uh, the blood vessels, inflammation all over the body, where the textbooks just say etiology unknown, and the professors will say we don't know the cause of these diseases. I want to tell them not only do we know the cause of these diseases, it's what your patients are eating, but second, these are reversible diseases. Because Western medicine classically tells the patient you're going to be diabetic the rest of your life, you're going to take these high blood pressure pills the rest of your life, there's no getting out from under these diseases. When the truth is the opposite, these are eminently reversible diseases. Every one of us doctors who practices lifestyle medicine and homes in on the diet and lifestyle, we have dozens and dozens of patients, each of us, who used to have high blood pressure, who used to have diabetes, who used to have lupus, who used to have angina. These diseases go away. Somebody needs to tell these students, one, that these are reversible diseases, and two, the key to reversing them is the food your patients are eating. We, um, we have the same digestive system, basically, that, uh, uh, that our bonobo and cousin and gorilla cousins have, and they're uh, eating leaves and fruit tonight. And we're plant-eating creatures, by and large. If you look at our long intestines, we have fingers, not claws. Uh, there's, there's many anatomical clues that we should be eating a whole food, plant-based diet. And when you do get, get these patients to understand that and eat these lovely uh, stews and chilies and uh, burritos and, and healthy plant-based foods, it's remarkable what you see. The transformation is astounding. The obesity starts to melt away and the arteries open up and the high blood pressure comes down and the joints stop hurting and the skin clears up and the asthmatic lungs stop wheezing and the migraine headaches go away and they turn into normal, healthy people. And that is why we went into medicine and these diseases are curable with the proper diet and lifestyle. All That's right. the message I want to Wonderful message. Well, we're talking with Dr. Michael Clapper about teaching nutrition to medical students. We'll be right back with more with The Health Awakening. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Before the break, we were talking with our guest, Dr. Michael Clapper, about going to medical schools and teaching students something they don't know, nutrition. So, Dr. Michael Clapper, are medical schools who are you know, truly uh, funded by drug companies and, and insurance companies, are they interested in hearing what you have to say? That's such an important and perceptive question, Scott, of course, because in many ways the message I'm bringing is really 
iconoclastic. It really breaks the model of disease management that is being taught in medical school these days. And because uh, nutrition is just a forgotten subject, we just blow right past it in medical education. Uh, the doctors don't know anything about nutrition. The professors really don't give it any credence. And so the students aren't taught about it and, and they are resistant to something that they don't understand and might actually take some business away from them, if I might say so. Uh, so you're right, there is an inherent resistance that we need to be aware of in the medical school establishment. Uh, what do we do? We do an end run right around it. We go right to the students. Uh, fortunately, in today's medical schools, within every first, second, third year medical school class, you've got 20 or 30 students in each class who've seen movies like Forks Over Knives and What the Hell and Cowspiracy. The light's already on in their head. They know that, that nutrition, basically plant-based nutrition, is really important, and they want to learn something about it. So we go right to the students. The students form a nutrition interest group. They reserve the hall. They put on the, the program. They uh, arrange for the samosas from the local Indian restaurant, uh, and they invite Dr. Clapper in, and we do this immediately uh, right to the students. Uh, so we just uh, don't have to deal with the administration. But that said, at every this is either lunchtime rounds in the hospital or an evening presentation at the medical school. And though it's meant uh, to address the medical students, we always have a good sprinkling of surgeons and, and uh, medical residents and nursing students, pharmacy students, dental students. Uh, they all come. It, it affects all of them. And uh, we got some professors in the back of the room with their arms folded and them cluck clucking their tongue. But um, they'll either get on board or they're going to be left behind. The important thing is to get this message out. And uh, the students are very open to it, and most of the doctors are too. I've been very encouraged by the response of the medical faculties as well as the students. So you've been through medical school uh, a long time ago, and now you've been through a, a good long while of practice. So what do you think has led to the indoctrination of medical student, students that uh, the diet has nothing to do with disease, when Hippocrates, uh, when they take the Hippocratic Oath, said the exact opposite? Absolutely. Such a profound question. And you kind of know the answer, of course. Uh, back uh, after World War II, it seems the pharmaceutical industries kind of, they, they saw they got a good thing if they could get in early into medical education and just inculcate the young student that there's a drug for, for a pill for every ill, a drug for every condition. And that's basically what's happened. And that's all the student knows. And because the, the teaching time is so compressed, it's enough to learn the basic sciences and basic internal medicine medicine and surgery and pediatrics, uh, they think that nutrition at a sissy peripheral science doesn't really matter. Let the dietitian handle it. But ironically, they're going to be dealing with nutrition-based diseases for the rest of their career. They're going to be dealing with the infections, infarctions, and amputations from what their patients are eating. It's a tragic uh, oversight for them to do this. But uh, it's largely because the, the medical curriculum has been hijacked largely by the pharmaceutical model. And, and uh, that's one reason. Plus, the doctors are eating the same foods themselves. They're eating their pizzas and burgers and steaks and lobsters. They're not going to tell their patients not to eat it. But that leads to the sad spectacle of a doctor walking in with a big uh, obese abdomen and a pocket full of beta blockers and statins. And, and that's no example to set for your patient when you walk in the room. The patient, the doctor's got to be healthy as well. So I convey that message uh, along with the general idea that you can heal your patients with food. So uh, we've got a lot of work to do. But again, uh, hopefully the 
the message we're giving will just uh, do an end run around the pharmaceutical model. Pharmaceuticals are important. They can be life-saving. But the patient's sitting in front of us because of what they're eating, and that has to be dealt with. Otherwise, we're just disguising symptoms. When did you start uh, moving medicine forward, and, and how is its progress going? Like, when did you start this? Oh, we started almost two years ago, and the response has been tremendous. Anyone who would like me to come to their medical school, if you know if you know someone who's in medical school or on the faculty of a medical school, please go to my website, drclapper.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-K-L-A-P-E-R.com, and click on Moving Medicine Forward. You'll see it as soon as you come to the website. Click on Moving Medicine Forward. You can read about what we're doing. And uh, there's a little uh, box to check if you want me to come to the medical school and talk. Uh, Give us the information and we'll follow up. And there's a little box to check if you'd like to help us because uh, we are self-funded. Those plane tickets are expensive, but uh, it's the most important thing I can do now is to deliver this message to the medical school. So anyone who wants to support us in moving medicine forward is certainly welcome to do that. All right, well, we're talking about moving medicine forward with our guest, Dr. Michael Clapper. We'll be back with more from The Health Awakening. Stay with us. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Before the break, we were talking with our guest, Dr. Michael Clapper, about moving medicine forward and talking with medical students about what is really important, what they're really going to be dealing with when they get out in the world, and that is diseases due to diet. And so, uh, Dr. Clapper, you have been doing moving medicine forward for a couple of years now. Are there promising signs of a turnaround here? Are you seeing uh, the tides turn? Oh, absolutely. Uh, At every medical school we go to, we encourage the establishment of a nutrition interest group uh, where the students will meet once a month, talk about a nutrition-based case, uh, and keep the flame of applied nutrition burning brightly in their minds. And uh, I'm going to be Skyping in to these uh, students uh, once a month and leading the discussion and uh, and giving legitimacy to the fact that what their patients are eating is the key uh, to focus your diagnosis and treatment on. And the students have been very receptive. They are hungry, no pun intended, but hungry for this information. It's so empowering. It's so promising. It makes medicine fun again. Uh, instead of saying, oh, my patients are all getting fatter and sicker. That's right, doctor. If you don't talk to them about what they're eating, that's what you're going to see. But if you get them on a healthy diet, you're going to see them get healthy right before your eyes. So the students are delighted and, and excited about getting this message. So uh, that's going to be our focus uh, to, over the next few years, get this message out and and early into the students' heads. You know, the young folks nowadays are so concerned about the environment, and now we have a whole generation that's very concerned about that, very conscientious about that. Do you see that in the medical schools, where these young young folks are more concerned about diet and therefore more conscientious about what they eat and where their food comes from and what their food is eating and what it's doing to the planet? Oh, absolutely. These students are awake and they are very aware that large-scale animal agriculture is the greatest driving force behind all the environmental destruction we are seeing, the deforestation, soil erosion, water pollution, water depletion, greenhouse gas generation. They're all being driven by the industrial production of 80 billion living creatures on this planet every year, all breathing out carbon dioxide, they're all belching out methane, they're all eating grains, 
sprays with ammonia fertilizers, putting nitric oxide in the air. They, they know that animal agriculture is driving most of the uh, environmental destruction. And if we change to a plant-based diet on a, on a species-wide scale, the planet starts to heal. The forests come back, the soil stabilize, the water runs pure again, we'll be able to feed everybody. Uh, they understand that the biggest planet, the biggest patient is planet Earth, and a plant-based diet will heal that patient as well. And, and if we don't have a livable planet, it doesn't matter what your cholesterol level is. And the students are aware of that, and I try and um, put that uh, deep into their awareness that absolutely it's not just a matter of, uh, of uh, triglycerides, it's a matter of uh, our future survival. Now, uh, you just spoke about uh, cholesterol levels and, and animal-based foods. So I get this question quite often, and honestly, it is a good question. I wanna ask you it as well. So folks who are on the, uh, the keto diet plan, or maybe even the paleo diet plan, and they're eating a lot of animal-based foods, and they say, you know what, my grandfather ate steak and eggs for breakfast every morning, and he lived to be 95. Where's the proof in your diet? Why is what I'm doing so wrong? Uh, that's a valid question, uh, and uh, if you have you know thousands and thousands of people, you know due to the bell-shaped curve, you're going to get some folks way out on one tail there of the curve uh, who have just wonderful genes. They've been blessed with a liver that can digest linoleum glue. They, no matter what they eat, they're going to be healthy. But for every one of them, there's hundreds and hundreds of folks in nursing homes who've had strokes and uh, have, uh, have colostomy bags from their cancer and are crippled up with arthritis, uh, that's the real cost of this. So you can't use that one little ex exception uh, to say, well, then everybody, it's okay for everybody to eat like this. It's not. We see the wreckage that comes from that kind of eating. And even if you talk to Grandpa at 98 who's been eating the bacon and eggs, uh, ask him, uh, how's, how's his joints feel? How much energy do you have? How are your bowels working? And you find he's not doing so good. And so uh, it's not a matter of how long you live, it's how well you live. And a lot of these folks Folks on this kind of diet, they're, they're not living so well either. Uh, but uh, not to get uh, seduced by the early changes, uh, because a lot of these changes, the paleo diet, keto diet, produces initial improvement as far as weight and, and cholesterol and all that goes. But I tell them, don't be seduced by these early changes. Well, what are you really brewing up in these patients' arteries? What are you brewing up in these patients' colon walls? You're going to be around in 10 years when they pass that bloody stool from their colon cancer? You're not going to be around to see that. You're going to be around in 12 years when this lady has her stroke from the carotid plaque, your diet cooked up in, in her arteries. Don't be seduced by these early improvements. This is not a healthy diet for human beings, and that pendulum's going to swing back real hard. So I warn people off of them, and to get on the diet we're meant to eat, which is what grows out of the ground. That's what this digestive system works best on. Indeed. My, both of my parents had colon cancer. They're both still living today, thankfully, but uh, I learned, the, I looked at that and said, that's a, a target on my back. I need to change what I eat <laughs> according to what they eat. So that's why I changed to a, a plant-based diet. Why did you change to a plant-based diet way back in 1981? Uh, I was a resident in anesthesiology. I saw so many uh, uh, people in the operating room with clogged arteries, and I knew that I was going to be out laying on that operating table with that striker saw going up my sternum if I didn't change my diet. My dad already was showing signs of clogged arteries that eventually would kill him. So I knew I had the genes for it. But also, I was eating, I want, I'm a man of nonviolence. I want to live a peaceful life. And uh, one night in a restaurant, I was uh, pontificating about eating a, a living a life of nonviolence while polishing off a T-bone steak. 
And my friend said, if you want to get the violence out of your life, you might want to start with that piece of meat on your plate, because in, in satisfying your taste for, the, for that flesh in your mouth, you're paying for the death of the animal and for the next one in line at the slaughterhouse. And as soon as he said that, you know, all the old rationalizations, you know, well, that's what they raised them for, and the animal's dead already. But that little voice on my shoulder, before I could say anything, said, you know, he's right. He's right. And I felt complicit in a crime when I went to pay for the, for the meal. And between what I was seeing in the operating room and what I knew in my heart about perpetuating the violence, I said, it's time to start eating plants. I've never heard a carrot scream. And, uh, and I've been a happier, healthier man ever since. Wonderful. We're talking with Dr. Michael Clapper about eating a plant-based diet versus anything else out there for your health and teaching medical students to teach others about it as well. We'll be back with more from The Health Awakening. Stay with us. Hey, I'm Scott Laird, host of The Health Awakening Show. Listen, if you're hearing this podcast right now and thinking, I like what these guys are talking about, I want to get that. Well, come over to my website, LairdWellness.com, because at LairdWellness.com, you can get all the best health products from The Health Awakening Show in one place. That's the whole point of my website. These products are the best you'll find anywhere. In fact, I use them myself. At LairdWellness.com, you can also watch The Health Awakening Show, read my blog, watch how-to videos, and lots more. So, if you hear something you like on today's podcast, you can get it right now at LairdWellness.com and use promo code PODCAST to save 10%. Welcome back to The Health Awakening. Before the break, we were talking with our guest, Dr. Michael Clapper, about teaching medical students how to teach others about proper health so they don't end up on the operating table. Dr. Clapper, thank you for being with us today and talking about moving medicine forward. How can people find out more about what you're doing? Uh, thank you, Scott. It's been such a pleasure to be with you. I would encourage people uh, to go to our website, drclapper.com. It's all spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R-K-L-A-P-E-R.com. The link is, I'm um, sure, below. Uh, and click on Moving Medicine Forward to learn how you can uh, uh, support our activities and how you can get me to come to a medical school near you. Uh, and I would urge people to realize they're entitled to a doctor who knows the importance of nutrition. Have your doctor uh, go to, uh, well, find a doctor. Go to plantbaseddoctors.org or plantbaseddocs.com and see if there's a plant-based doctor near you. And have your doctor go to the American College of Lifestyle Medicine website and start learning about this important subject. And you can get the doctor that you deserve. So uh, I wish everybody good health. All right, thank you, Dr. Clapper, and thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next time for another Health Awakening. Thank you for joining us today on The Health Awakening. You can catch the replay of this episode and see our complete show archive at healthawakening.tv. For more information about our guests today and all they have to offer, please visit their website on the bottom of your screen. And please remember, the information you saw today is intended for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice, nor do the views expressed reflect those of this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result.